We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. What's up, Packers fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Daily Draft, brought to you by Badger State Brewing. Today, we're not talking about a Badger; we are talking about a Wolverine and one of my favorite prospects in the draft. In Michigan Wolverine Nickelback, Mikey Sainer still. Now, uh, I just want to get one thing out of the way, and this is going to be a heavy topic of conversation as we discuss Mikey. He is a player, as much as I like him, and I just redid my big board today. I'm not 100% sure when you guys are, are getting this. It's, it's, it's hard to always uh, keep track of you know, the, the, the days, because I do pre-record the, the prospect primers. We'll stop doing that once we get to guys that are scheduled after the combine, because we'll want that data. But, um, you know, you might might notice two or three episodes where I'm wearing the same thing, and, and that's because the prospect primers um, are getting done ahead of time, and, and I think getting done the right way, so I don't have a huge problem with that. But looking at uh, Big Board 2.0 here, um, I do have Mikey at, at, at player 82. He's got a solid round three grade for me. I, I just gave away the, uh, the, the end here. But um, I, he could be a player, guys, that's just off Green Bay's board. And um, I'm not alone in, in liking him. In fact, um, Dane Brugler, again, you guys are getting this show plenty after Dane did this. But Dane dropped his top 100 over on The Athletic. Dane is, I think, one of the top draft guys in the media, does his own work, um, and, and is a brilliant guy. And, and I just have a tremendous amount of respect for Dane. He had Mikey as 60th overall. I don't know if that means a round two grade for him. I don't really know um, Dane's grading system, but 60th overall, um, which is, I think I like, or I think I love Mikey Sainer still. And he's got him 22 spots ahead of where I am. So that's kind of part of the conversation, folks, is um, there is a player 
who one of the brightest draft guy, you know, guys, one of the one of the brightest analysts in our game, in our our uh, prognostication or our our projection game here, the 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 draft Twitter um, that I am so humbly a part of, uh, thinks is 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 a easy, you know, top top two round guy, top sixty four guy, sixtieth overall. And he might not even be on Green Bay's board. Why? Why, Ross? Why would Mike Sanders still be on Green Bay's board? Well, he plays nickel. And and while that doesn't disqualify him, um, the Packers just don't take short corners. Okay? There's, there's one report. Um, so we're talking about – I'm going to jump around for just one second. When we talk about the thresholds, we talk about Packer people. We talk about the draft guide, guys. Buy the draft guide. Uh, the pre-order should be right down there in the link. Promo code DAILY. Check it out. But when Jake Stack or Jacob Morley on Twitter talks about Packer people and, and tier one fits and tier two fits and tier three fits, um, the Packers just aren't really taking guys that are not five, 10 or seven eighths or taller at corner. It's just not what they do. Okay. Um, that is why Jair was such a surprise. Um I, I got to check on it. So he's listed at 510, and I'm, I'm trying to um, sniff through here kind of what what his exact combine height was. And uh, Brian Gutekunst once called him um, right on the Mendoza line, <laughs> meaning that uh, Ja was probably about as um, – you know, short as they would even agree to take. Um, and if it sounds like I'm, I'm, I'm mumbling here, I am trying to find Jair's four-digit. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to find Jair's four-digit or exact height, just because I do think he was now. So he's a five ten and a quarter, Ja, um, which makes him again. There are tier two fits, right? There are guys that. Um, that Green Bay takes that don't check every box, right? Uh, but he certainly checked their other boxes, which would be um, running a 4.6 or faster 40 and a 7-second or faster 3-cone. Um, his 3-cone was a ridiculous 6.71. That was almost the 90th percentile all-time at corner. And, uh, excuse me, ran the four, 40 in a blazing 4.38. So the Packers were willing to you know, go that extra half inch that Jair was shorter. And, and like Brian said, you know, he was right on the Mendoza line. He was right on the line of, you know, will, will we be comfortable with that or not? Now, um, Sanders still is is uh, listed at five foot ten by Michigan. But there are some reports that they had sort of a, uh, you know, official ranking or official, not ranking, that's not the right word, official measurement in the spring at Michigan. And he weighed in, he being Mikey Sainer still, at five foot nine and a quarter and 184 pounds. Folks, that is just not something that Green Bay has done in the past. Okay. I, I'm not saying they won't do it. I'm not saying that they're completely opposed to it and, and, and just, you know, refuse. Um, but if, if Mikey doesn't run super fast, I, I, I'm not too worried about that seven second three cone because he showed short area quickness to me. But five, nine and a quarter is just not something they're doing. Or historically, it's not something they're doing. Um, and, and, I mean, he, when he stands next to other defensive backs for Michigan, he looks short. Uh, but but for my money, the best nickel in college football this year, and, I, and I'm, I'm not actually sure it was, it was close. But to me, I don't think it was close. 
Now, a lot of the best nickels in the NFL were outside guys in college that kind of got pushed inside for this, that, or the other reason, um, or even safeties that, that play a little down there. Uh, you know, Trent McDuffie played plenty of outside corner at Washington, and now he's the NFL's probably best nickel uh, for the Chiefs. I, you don't always draft college nickels to play nickel in the pros. You, you draft maybe, um, you know, good corners that are like 5'11", 5'10", that tackle well, that maybe don't have a ton of long speed but have good short area quickness. That's an NFL nickel. It's not always, okay, who are the best nickelbacks in college? Now how do I, you know, now they're going to play nickel in the NFL. For me, like I think the best nickel in this class is Cooper DeGene. He didn't play nickel the last couple of years at Iowa. Played a little bit. Like, I've watched his slot snaps, and they're cool. But, you know, that's not the position that he played primarily for Iowa towards the end of his career. Uh, Terry and Arnold, same thing. Ennis Rakestraw, same thing. Like, those are guys that have played slot in college. But, you know, when their teams needed them, they played outside corner as well. I think they potentially um, have Trent McDuffie like upside at the at the slot position. So this is Mikey Sainer still a real live slot receiver in college. Excuse me, slot corner in college, real live nickel, and 60th overall for Dane Brugler, 82nd overall for me. Is he a guy that the Packers would even consider? All right, let's dive into the pros. Um, I love him very, very much. I know so does Jacob Westendorf. Jacob is a, a longtime friend of mine, podcast partner, and um, huge Michigan fan. And I know that that Mikey's performance in the college football playoff was very special to Jacob. But I, I love him. Um, he came up big in big moments, right? That he he played big when it was important um, to play big, and and that that's 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 key, right? Uh, the, his um, pick in the national championship game. Uh, against Washington was was something that was that was very very impressive to watch, and again you know it was a big play in a big moment, and I just I love him I, I do he's the prototype at the nickel corner he's the absolutely the, the prototype is a very very good football player he's just a little bit short, um, you know Antoine Winfield Senior, and I'm not that's not my player comp for him but like Antoine Winfield Senior was a very short cornerback that was good enough crazy as it was to hold up outside. But as it got to be later in his career, the Vikings just figured out, and I think even the Bills in the later part of his bill or Bills before he moved to Minnesota, they just figured out like, oh no, Antoine is just the best nickel in football. If it wasn't Charles Woodson, it was Antoine Winfield. And um, you know, if, if if Mikey tests well and hits his like 90th percentile outcome, that's you know Antoine Winfield Senior is is what that is that that prototype. Uh, he's an incredibly aware and instinctive football player. You got to be if you, if he really is five nine and a corner. You better know what you're doing because you're not going to be a physical mismatch for most of the guys you're trying to cover. Um, he understands route concepts and and he definitely understands what happens in the middle of the field as a pass defender. And to me, that was something that was so missing from Joe Barry's defense. And 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 look, um, I think that'll change in general just listening to like understanding, watching film on Jeff Halfley's defenses at, at Ohio state and in, in San Francisco and ultimately even at BC and just listening to defensive backs specifically, Tayshawn Gibson, Richard Sherman, guys that, that have played for him and just like, talk about the way he makes the game plan easy, the way that the, the guys know where they're supposed to be. I mean, to me, that was the biggest, one of the biggest things, uh, uh, aside from the passivity and aside from the inability to stop the run at times, the biggest thing for me that drove me insane about Joe Barry's defense was just watching these guys run across the middle of the field wide open on these deep overs and like Quay just not knowing where to go or Campbell not knowing where to go or Keyshawn not knowing where to be or one of the safeties not passing off a route. Con- like guys just, just 
18, 23, 26 yards down the field on these crossers uncovered. You know, as, as JT O'Sullivan on, on the QB school would call them, college open. Truly, college open. I mean, just wide the hell open. And uh, that, that part was frustrating, and I think it's something that, um, A, can be fixed by better players, like you're saying or still, or uh, fixed just by Jeff Halfley being a better football coach or a better defensive coordinator than Joe Barry. And um, I, I think the communication part in the back end is just going to improve uh, because of who the coach is. But smarter football players, more instinctive football players, they would help. Tons of snaps in college. A very, very experienced player. Um, basically every down. And and uh, didn't play a ton his first two years but then played 689 snaps in 2022 and 684 snaps in 2023. And I believe Michigan was in the college football playoff both times um, and in the conference championship game both times. So he had long, you know, two long seasons. So not so much experience that you're worried about the wear and tear on his body, especially since he's not a huge guy. But once he broke the lineup, he just didn't come off the field. Like I said, 700 snaps on defense. I don't even know if he contributed on special teams or not, but, 700 snaps basically each season on defense um, in a long college season. He's seen it all in the Big Ten and then in the playoffs, you know, against the SEC, against the Pac-12. Uh, he's seen it all. Mikey Sanders still has seen it all. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. He's a butt kicker in the run game, man, for, especially for players of, of, of his size. He tackles well, understands leverage, um, understands uh, like his responsibilities when he, when he is fitting the run. And, you know, I, I, I've seen, you know, the basic numbers here, seven missed tackles per season on 700 snaps. 
Um, that is not a number that the Packers secondary has, especially somebody who would play as much as that. Like their their guys, especially their full timers, would have more than seven missed tackles and two forced fumbles. Um, as a tackler, as in, in 2023, I, I like him defending the run, even at his size. I like him defending the run. Um, unless obviously the opposing running back is just enormous and then you're going to have a physical mismatch. There's no, there's no, no getting around that. Um, but, but he plays the run really, really well for a guy of his size, uh, 20 quarterback pressures and four sacks, meaning that he does understand like his role as a blitzer when called upon. Uh, I think that's impressive, right? I think that's a key thing. Um, DB pressure is, is cool when it works. And, and, and especially from that star position, I think, you know, people remember all the havoc that um, Charles Woodson created. And he was really, I mean, Tremont did a good job, but the really, the last time the Packers had a true game changer at star at nickel um, was Charles Woodson. And he, he won a defensive MVP in 2009 playing that spot primarily. And pass rush was a big part of that. And, and, and of course, not every down, like he's not, you know, Jamal Adams, but the ability to, put it on the quarterback, the ability to finish four sacks for a nickel corner in two years. It's impressive to me. Okay. Um, his back pedal super smooth. In fact, everything he does is super smooth. That, that's, that's one of the things, um, you know, uh, there's a, a kind of a line, right. Where one of the things I talk about when, for example, people uh, were in my mentions about it and, and that's, that's fine. You know, Rasul Douglas, Oh, they should have never traded Rasul. Okay. You know, all the, Hey, all things equal. I would rather have Rasul Douglas and a fifth round pick right now than the third round pick, the late three that they got from Buffalo. I would, uh, with that said though, you, you're in a weird position then, in my opinion, with the emergence of Ka- uh, Carrington Valentine, uh, personnel wise, because Carrington Valentine to me does not show what you need to play in the nickel spot. Jair does, but you're not going to do it on anything else, but third and long because, at his size with his shoulder issues and his back issues, you're not going to have him fill the C gap and the D gap. You're not going to have him as a primary run defender on outside runs, you know, taking on fullbacks, taking on pulling guards or doing whatever. I mean, it's not, that's not every day for the nickel, but it's, it's plenty and you're not going to have Jair do it. I don't think Stokes is a nickel. I don't think Valentine is a nickel. And, and I don't think Rasul is a nickel. We saw, I didn't like what I saw in green Bay when they tried to play him inside. I didn't think it made sense. I didn't think it played to his strengths. So while Rasul Douglas would be a better outside corner across from Jair than most, if not all, of the Packers' options, we'll see how the board falls here, he still would have created a, a weird spot um, in, in, in the pecking order or a weird roster situation. Now, what doesn't Rasul have for inside? Twitch, right? And so the change of direction, the wiggle, that's something that Rasul Douglas didn't have in spades. Great football player, awesome outside corner, which, by the way, is more valuable and harder to find, but doesn't have the twitch and the wiggle and the the looseness in his hips to play nickel. And Sanders still for sure does. Now, is he twitchy? Is he bursty? We're going to find out at the NFL Combine. But as far as being smooth and able to change direction and fluid in his hips and fluid in his ankles, that's Mikey Sanders still to me. Uh, cons, he's just not very big. Listed at 5'10", might be 5'9", might be sub-190. Bigger, faster, stronger is better, and Mikey Sainer still is not that, although we don't know what he's going to run. But, you know, he's not big. And that, um, you know, in my opinion, if he were 5'11 and a half, 205, probably a first-round pick, even even as a primarily inside corner, 
but he's not. Um, he'll turn 24 during his rookie season. So, you know, in general, I think he might just be a low ceiling player. But, hey, if that ceiling is above average nickel for 10 years, I'm in. And I'd burn a two on that. I'd for sure burn a three on that. Absolutely. Um, I don't think I see elite long speed on film. Probably won't matter because he's not going to play outside in the league, but he might not be super fast. And if you're going to play some cover zero, he could get beat deep. He could, he could get, the, you know, if, if your blitz, you know, your six-man pressure, whatever, if you're playing zero, doesn't get home, his long speed and his height might be a problem if you're not going to protect him. Um, but most of the time in a cover three, cover one, cover two, whatever, your nickel's protected. So that's not a, a massive concern. And, and I will say the lack of size does show up when he's trying to tackle larger backs or big tight ends. Um, gets wide receivers on the ground just fine. Um, there are big wide receivers in the NFL. Good yak wide receivers. Like, I don't know if I'd want him to try to tackle Debo Samuel. Like, that doesn't sound super exciting to me. But in general, like, he's a good tackler. Like I mentioned, a couple forced fumbles, gets guys on the ground, low missed tackle percentage, tackles well on film, good form. I like it. Derrick Henry's going to run him over probably, right? And A.J. Dillon might run him over if A.J. Dillon plays for a different team. Um, Bijan Robinson might run him over. Like, the big tight ends, too. You know, if, if, if somebody flexes out a tight end, I'd be concerned with him on Sam Laporta. I'd be concerned with him on TJ Hawkinson. Those things would concern me. Uh, and again, these guys, like we have to talk about the cons because they're not all perfect prospects. I would not have a round three grade on Mikey Sanders still if he was a perfect prospect. Packers fit. And this is the million-dollar question, right? I think theoretically he's a great fit. They don't have a nickel corner. I would not play Keyshawn Nixon on defense again. I know – there's been some conjecture about him playing safety. I don't know that he tackles well enough to do that. I don't know that he's fast enough to do that. I don't know um, that he's instinctive enough to do that. I, I would not. That is not something I would try. Anything other than you're our fifth safety and our primary kick returner, and we're not going to let you be the nickel anymore. Um, nobody else on the roster, as I mentioned, looks like a nickel. None of the other corners um, – really project as inside cornerbacks so you know what i mentioned jaw's not going to do it Carentine valentine doesn't make sense and eric stokes doesn't make sense so that makes him a great fit but literally every chance in the world that he's not even on their board and and again when brian gutekunst says mendoza line he is significantly shorter than that mendoza line and if jair was about the shortest corner they'll take and that's good for them and good, you know, good on them for trusting their scouting and, and you know, not allow or allowing a little bit of gray area, not just being like, OK, he's not 5'10 and three quarters, so we can't draft him. Well, they drafted an all pro by kind of breaking what they like to do. Mikey Sainer still would really be breaking what they like to do. Uh, as I mentioned, Green Bay wants you to be at least 5'10 and 7 eighths. He's not that. He's not. Um, I don't know if he's 5'9 and a quarter like this spring measurement that that has been used. But he's not 5'10 and 7'8", so I'll tell you that right now. Um, he should crack the – I think he'll crack the 4'6'40 that they have as a requirement. Uh, he's going to need to have that elite three-cone time because you can't be a tier three, tier four, tier five fit or a non-fit and be on the Packers board. So if he has poor agilities at that size, he could run a 4'3'1 in the 40. They're not going to be interested at 5'9 and running a slow three-cone time. Okay, They're not going to be interested – in a small player with poor agilities that runs fast. They're, they're just not. And he needs if, if he's gonna be short, which he can't help, you go to go to bed, 
you know, hanging upside down and, and, and try and get taller, but it ain't going to work. Um, he, he has to hit the speed and he has to hit the agilities. And the Packers have to be willing to treat nickel as a different position, as they did, right? Amari Rodgers did not fit their athletic profile. Neither did Jaden Reed. Keep those two things in, most, in, in mind as they identified the slot wide receiver position as a specific spot in the offense that they would make specific concessions for. Will they treat the defensive side of the ball that way? Will Jeff Hefley suggest that they do? I don't know. Um, day what he would be day one starter at nickel day one inside corner number one done period done um, ultimately though guys I, somebody else is going to take him one of the other 31 teams is going to take I'd be happy to be wrong okay happy to be wrong one of the other 31 NFL teams in my opinion is going to take Mikey Sainer still overall for me uh, he's got a round three grade. He's my 90, excuse me, my 82nd. That guy got an update for big board 2.0 there. My 82nd player overall. And I think this whole thing has a chance to be wishful thinking. Speaking of wishes, what are my wishes? My wish for you is that you purchase the Green Bay Draft Guide powered by Packer Report. We should have a pre-order link right in the show description, whether you're listening on a podcast or you are watching here on YouTube. By the way, as I mentioned earlier, 10% off with the code DAILY. That's D-A-I-L-Y as in the Daily Draft. Check me out. I'm at Ross Uglum on X, formerly known as Twitter. Check us out on Packer Report. Become a VIP. The first month is always just a dollar if you want to check out what we are about or if you want to check out one of the annual options. Those are always discounted as well. Um, a lot of really good people and a lot of really smart Packers people are putting the time in there. And that's the best way to support us. Speaking of support, like, subscribe, do all of the things that you're supposed to do here with the Pack-A-Day podcast. Have a great rest of your day, everybody. And go Pack Go. Go Pack Go.